Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Good evening, welcome to Man of the Post as part of the World Football Index. I'm your host, Chris, uh, and with me as ever, I've got Ryan. How are we, sir? I'm not bad, thanks. Yourself? Grand, thank you very much. It's Thursday, Friday tomorrow. Always good. Living the dream. Off work Monday, three-day weekend. Oh, outrageous. Yeah, well, we've got all my holiday to use up by then. I used to be able to carry five days holiday over into the next uh, into the next sort of holiday year, but I can't this time, so I've had to use random days up in February and March that I wouldn't have ordinarily needed to take off. Uh, see, that I had something similar. I had to take holiday. We carried it over from last year because our year's uh, January to December. And it was like, yeah, you have to take them before March. And I got it added to my account like a week ago. So I was like, well, when can I use it? And they're like, well, you have to use it this week. I'm like, that's, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so I just took a random day. But I was like, wow, great. Thanks for that. Yeah. In uh, by the start of February, my friend had she got twelve days leave to take by the end of March, and she only works a four day week. <laughs> so, she's uh, she's barely been in. Anyway, um, we're going to talk about football this week. We're going to start with the Leicester City game. We're going to talk about some games that happened around Europe this week, uh, Championship, and this weekend's forthcoming Premier League matches. Um, so first of all, Monday night, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> Leicester City 3, Liverpool 1. Right, teams that have sat their managers this season that Liverpool have played against uh, the following game are Swansea, Hull and Leicester, and they've lost all those games. <laughs> so typical, really, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, four of Liverpool's five defeats have come against teams that have started in that bottom of three of that game. So, I mean, that's a, that's a different subject. But, I mean, the main sort of narrative is Leicester, isn't it? Um, Jamie Vardy with two goals. That's... He's now got three goals in two games, if you think back to the Seville game last week. And Felipe Coutinho and Danny Drinkwater scored also for Liverpool and Leicester. Um, perceived wisdom is the decisions taken to sack Ranieri was taken before the Seville game. Yeah, potentially. When but uh, they I can't also, really see that. No, well, apparently they also spoke to Roy Hodgson after the Swansea game as well. Oh, really? Mm. I saw the rumour that they wanted Roy Hodgson. I mean, I thought, why you'd want Roy Hodgson, <laughs> I don't know. I'm he, sure they they looked at the England, the, you know, Euros and Vardy and they thought, oh, this could be a good idea. Yeah, if he's the answer, what's the question? <laughs> um, I, see, I thought what we'd have here... Oh, Craig Shakespeare won, didn't he? Um, it was his first caretaker game in charge for Leicester. Um, and also their first league goals in 2017. Which is just... It, it's stat on its own that just... <laughs> Is ridiculous. Yeah, we're almost in March. Um, yeah, I thought we were going to have. Do you remember when Jose Mourinho was sacked at Chelsea and uh, your fans started on it was like Fabregas, Hazard, and Costa, wasn't it? Even though you were winning, you were winning. I can't remember who the game was against, but you were winning a game, scored two goals, and the fans were still on their backs. Yeah, it was all very much Mourinho based. After he left, it was everyone was really upset. But yeah. this time, it's like yeah, they really. It seemed. I know. The, Things were forgotten fairly quickly, actually, from what I saw. Yeah, from my timeline. Yeah, I, th- I think so as well. And I thought you were going to get a similar kind of reaction by the Leicester fans as to what happened for that Chelsea game. But I think the fact that they won helped. The fact that they were three 0 up as well helped. It wasn't like a tense one 0 and Liverpool yeah. piling on the pressure or anything. Um, I think that helped to some extent. But I, I, do you know what? If they really were that upset by Ranieri leaving, I think they would have been a bit more vocal at the game, don't you? Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of... I think it was the easy decision to be outraged uh, from the Leicester fans because I think it was, you know, how dare they... You know, easy. I, th- I still think it was the wrong decision and whether they would have beaten you or not, I think it's obvious now that the players were to blame, not Ranieri. W- whether he was doing something in training, I don't know. It just seems very bizarre that they're suddenly now turning it on. So well, the decision's been vindicated, but 
it's not nice. Apparently, they worked on training before the Seville game on a particular method of play. And about an hour before the game started, Ranieri told the dressing room or told the ch- everyone in the changing rooms that he'd changed his mind and he's going to be done a different way. So, I mean, maybe there was the fact that they've now got some kind of clarity as to how they should pay, less confusion. Maybe that would be helping as well. I think it also helps that Liverpool played such a stupidly high lining as well against Vardy. Yeah, it was a sort of, you'd think, oh, right, Leicester are sort of, you know, maybe going to have a bit of confidence back now that, you know, the, the sort of the initial bounce that they're going to have when second their manager, maybe we should be a bit careful, but Klopp clearly didn't like that idea. <laughs> he wants to be careful, you can have fun. Yeah. Um. So do you think, play, we said we're going to have a little talk about this, I mean, do you think player power got him out, or is this just the fact that the owners have realised we have to do something very quickly? He's a combination of the two, but I think at the same time, from what I've heard of when I've been speaking to people, they're saying, you know, Ranieri, regardless of what's happened, should should have bought himself years in the job yeah. based on uh, based on the title win. Because I think they're being very unrealistic to think that they could have done it again this season. And even the Leicester board said, oh, we're sort of we're going to be fighting relegation. It, it's it's where they are for the the course. Really, you know, they are where they should be. I know that's, that might sort of sound weird, but that's really what their squad is. You look at their squad, and it, and it is—it's not high caliber, mm. I don't think. And I think player power was to blame. Whether they started getting frustrated because after the first couple of games, maybe he didn't want to let any of them leave, and they regretted and they sort of disliked him for that. So thought maybe we can start sort of forcing his hand. But it, it seems very obvious now that as soon as he's sacked you go they go and beat Liverpool three one, which you know, a couple of months ago you wouldn't have thought that would have happened. Did you see um the little Twitter spat between Jamie Carragher and Danny Simpson? No, but I think I I heard Carragher doing something like that. Well Jamie Carragher Jamie Carragher went to the Everton training ground um and did some training in an Everton kit. <laughs> um which everyone, you know, ho ho ho, yeah, jolly yeah, yeah. and everything. Danny Simpson uh, tweeted, you wouldn't see Gary Neville training in a Manchester City kit, as in, what earth are you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. And Jamie Carragher, I can't remember what it was, but Jamie Carragher tweeted something back uh, about, I think this was on the Tuesday, so this is after they beat Liverpool, something along the lines of when you play for your manager in the same way or something like that, or to, you know, you're, you're a high... Yeah, it was, it was a bit like loyalty, like how dare you question loyalty when... Yeah, a little bit like that. It's... And then it went along the lines of you're only a half decent Manchester City player anyway, uh, a Manchester United player anyway, which led Danny Simpson to tweet a picture of him and Danny Drinkwater with the Premier League trophy saying, not bad for two half decent United rejects. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which led to lots of angry Liverpool fans tweeting pictures of Jamie Carragher and Stephen Gerrard holding the Champions League trophy. And um, other fans replying to Danny Simpson with pictures of snakes. <laughs> 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 so all very grown up by lots of grown men on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> um, right, well, next up for Leicester. They're at home to Hull. Dan, remember, this is where it all started, wasn't it? First game of the season, because these were all reversed from the first game of the season fixtures. Hull beat Leicester 2-1, didn't they? And everyone went, oh, that's a bit of a shock. No, that game I watched and I thought Hull are playing all right. Yeah, I thought this was going to be you know really good season for Hull, and then then it dropped. It's picking back up now, but you know. Well, Mike Feeling got the manager of the month, didn't he? He Got the seven points in the first three games, then they lost to United, and it all went wrong. But yeah, then yeah, this was the game they won, wasn't it? Hull have won one out of their last five, uh, which was against Liverpool. Funny enough. Mm. (laughs) I mean, they played Chelsea, Arsenal, Manchester United in that time, but they got that draw last week at home to Burnley. Mahrez has scored three out of four versus Hull, though, three in his last four games. So, Leicester got another home game. How's this one going to go? I think Leicester are going to be on the up still. You know, that's a big... Not, not only everything that happened with Ranieri and whether the players wanted it or not, you know, that is, it is what it is at this point. But I think beating Liverpool comfortably is going to be an even bigger confidence boost. And I think they're going to go on now and replicate the sort of form that they had last season. Yeah, you don't think Hull are going to... Because Hull have kind of started doing okay, the, the, they? They're definitely improving. Um, but again, I think it's it's almost like the wrong time for them now, I think. Yeah. They had... Obviously, the first game of the season, I think it was all a bit like, how are Leicester going to cope? I think it was the right time to play them. 
and then it set them on the spiral. I think it's now the wrong time to play them because they're on the up now. Okay, I mean, where are Hull? Hull on nineteenth. They're only two. They're only they're only point off coming out the relegation zone. Uh, Borough in fourth, bottom on twenty-two points. So they've still got a lot to play for, haven't they? Yeah, I think if they carry on playing again, their stats-wise, you know, one in five isn't isn't great, but they've been playing against some very top teams, and it's not like they've looked terrible in those games. They've just been sort of a little bit unlucky. So I think they they'll pull out of it. I think and survive, and because you look at the teams around them like Middlesbrough, and they're not playing great at all. So I think how under them, under the manager at the moment, I think they'll pull out. All right. Uh, well, Liverpool have got the small matter of a home fixture against uh, Arsenal. You remember this one um, on the first game of the season back at the Emirates? This is the one where Liverpool went four 0 up, and someone scored to make it four one, and they all jumped on Klopp's back, and then had a big celebration. And Klopp himself admitted they all took their eye on the ball, and Arsenal got two late goals, didn't they? Yeah, so everyone was a bit sort of saying, you, know, you got your four goals and then you just sort of... Yeah, I think Klopp was really involved in the celebrations as well. It's not like he was trying to calm his players down, if I remember rightly. He was loving life. Yeah, that's right. And then it just slipped. Yeah, um, the last... I tell you, is it, this is some statistics on this fixture. The last three league meetings at Anfield have averaged 5.3 goals. And in a Premier League year, there have been 16 goals at Anfield and 90-plus minutes between these two. Jeez. Honestly. So, we've got... Just, Go I think it's going to be a mad one. It's I going to be a mad one, I think, again. I think those last three league meetings doesn't include that 4 all back in 2009 either. The one where Arshavin scored all four goals. Oh, yes. I remember that. That was a night where I wept into my um, <laughs> laptop. <laughs> uh, Arsenal in third place on 50 points. Or fourth place, sorry. Liverpool are in fifth on 49. So, if Liverpool win, they leapfrog Arsenal into that fourth Champions League spot. In fact, conceivably... They could uh, come third if Manchester City lose their fixture. Hmm. Do, you th- do you think you'll win? I never think Liverpool will win, but no. <laughs> I know their record against the top teams is better than it is against the bottom. True. I mean, did you? I retweeted something the other day, and I don't know if you saw it. Um, after 55 games in charge, Klopp has three less points than Rodgers did. Yeah, but... There is progression there. There's a plan, and there's not a manager feeding on his own bullshit about philosophy. And <laughs> oh, do you know what? It's not like having it's not David Brent in charge, which is what we had before. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't think they're going to push the panic button if if it's a loss this weekend? No. Well, no. Who are we going to get in that's better than Jurgen Klopp? Well, I don't think I don't think there is anyone else. I'm. Just, it, you know if. if Ranier is getting sacked. You know, crazier things have happened in football. <laughs> and it, it's not been a great 2017 for Klopp. But I think it needs good time to play Arsenal really because they're sort of doing usual Arsenal things at this time of year. So it's probably the right time and you need a win. Yeah, well, Arsenal had those two losses to Chelsea and Watford, didn't they, before they beat... Blah, blah, blah. They, oh, they were quite spawny in their victory against Hull, weren't they? A couple of weeks yes, ago. Yes, they were, yeah. Yeah. Actually, the Champions League's looking a bit bleak again as per usual yeah so you're right it could be right have they got Champions League football next week I don't know if it's next week or it's the week after there is Champions League football sure. next week so I think I think they might be playing next week I think so they got the home leg against Bayern Munich where they only need to score five goals without Munich I'm sure it'll be, sure be fine <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it'll be fine Giroud <laughs> can do that I'm sure Need to score five goals without conceding a home to Bayern Munich. That should be fine. <laughs> well, look, speaking of the current Liverpool manager, the former Liverpool manager, Rafael Benitez, um, in the Championship on Tuesday night, had a rather fortuitous win, didn't he? He did. You've just seen this, haven't you? I did. I watched it a little bit before the podcast. It's just, I don't really... I, I, I've watched it about five <laughs> times, and I still don't really understand what happened. <laughs> well, it's the 89th minute, and it's 1-1, and Christian Atsu gets the ball on the edge of the area, I can't remember if it was defended and headed out to him or sort of played back out to him. And he smashes it from the edge of the area, but he slices it, doesn't he? Yes, yeah, so he just gets it all wrong. And and then Perez gets there and he just sort of hits it back towards where it came from, but somehow got it in. I think when you say he hits it, I think that's probably giving him a bit too much credit. Oh, wait, his he, foot is in the way. <laughs> The if ball it, has hit his foot and it's gone in. If it, yeah, if it hadn't hit Perez, it would have gone out probably t- towards the quarter flag. Um, yes. But it hit Perez's foot, looped over the top of everyone, including the despairing uh, man on the post. 
whoever that was on the on the goal line for Blackburn for Brighton, who just sort of headed it loopily into his own goal, didn't he? There's not really yeah. an awful lot he could do. <laughs> and I don't think their keeper took it very well either. I seem to remember him kicking a post or a stanchion or something like that. As you do. Yeah. Uh, Blackburn beat Derby 1-0. Tony Mowbray gets a win in his first home game. Um, and Derby now winless in six. Not looking good, is it? No, where are Derby? Let me see if my fat fingers can bring up the championship on my <laughs> Kindle. Let's have a look. Having a think. Right. Derby, Derby, Derby. Where are they? I'm telling you how to scroll, he, he says, says a lot. <laughs> yeah. Derby are 11th now. They're 10 points off a of sixth place Sheffield Wednesday. So it seems really that the playoffs will be on them again this year. Uh, Blackburn's win takes them to third bottom. They're now uh, in the bottom three only on goal difference time behind Bristol City, who lost 2 0 to Aston Villa. I think that was their first win in 10 games, I think. So they needed a win, didn't they? For Last time I saw them, they were struggling to get anything. Yeah, they definitely were. So Tottenham, you got Newcastle on 73, Brighton on 71. They swap places. Um, and then you've got Huddersfield on 65 points, Leeds on 61, Reading on 60, Sheffield Wednesday on 58. A um, couple of other bits. What have we seen? Uh, captains will only be able to speak to referees uh, if the new suggestion or directive comes off. Have you seen this? Uh, only a little bit, but I, I feel like it's a bit of deja vu because I, I'm pretty certain they tried to introduce this about three seasons ago. Yeah. So I remember thinking, Ivanovic isn't going to leave the referee alone when Terry when Terry's captain, and it's, I think it's going to be the same thing now. Chelsea players will still crowd around the referee like it's no one's business. <laughs> It'll be the same thing that usually happens. It, we'll see a couple of players get yellow or red carded for it in the first few weeks. Then everyone will forget about it, apart from Mike Dean. Yes. And and then he'll just book everyone that he sees. He probably just sees a player walking onto the pitch and probably books them anyway. Yeah, and then we'll hear Danny Murphy complaining on Match of the Day about consistency. Yes. And then we'll be here again in about three years' time. And then, and then yeah, in three years' time, it'll be, oh, we only want Gap to speak to referees. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's good, it's good for podcasts because it's, you know, rehashing the same old stuff anytime. It's just a copy-paste job, but, you know. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's <laughs> just re-release it. <laughs> exactly. If they're doing it for us, then great. Um... This is, it does annoy me. Rugby snobs do annoy me. And one of the things they do annoy me about is their sense of morality and the fact that they only the captain speaks to the referee and they all call him sir and all that nonsense. But I, I mean, yeah, but to, be, to be fair, it, it is pretty good. Like, the rugby referees, they don't get any crap from anyone. It's just like, you know, the referee tells them off and he's like, oh, sorry, type thing. He doesn't, you know, it's, it's, you rarely ever see people arguing. It's This isn't the decision. That's it. Yeah, but I'd rather see a, a footballer argue than a rugby player eye gouge. Well, <laughs> yeah. <obviously. laughs> but to be fair, is there not a little bit of you that when you see... Um, I tell you what, let me give you, let me give you a, an example. Okay, okay. We're watching a Champions League game and it's Chelsea versus Real Madrid in the Champions League, okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a... Um, oh, there is a player, a Chelsea player, already on a yellow card, who commits a foul. In and around the penalty area. Yeah, it sounds familiar already. Yeah. Well, it's not supposed to be familiar. It's just, <laughs> no, it's just, just general Chelsea. Just a scenario. Uh, you've then got who have you got? Let me think of the names. You got Pepe. You got Sergio Ramos. Uh, you've got <laughs> Isco, and you've got a couple of others running straight up to the referee, surrounding the referee, shouting at the referee, hounding the referee. You then got um, you then got Hazard and Costa and JT all then getting involved and trying to push those players away so they can defend their man and speak to the referee and try and calm him down all that sort of thing it's not a little bit of you that thinks this is brilliant fun oh yeah I mean I, I do like a good football scrap yeah shit is brilliant I mean, that, it was the one earlier on in the season Chelsea Man City where Aguero absolutely destroyed mm. David Luiz and then and then Shalabar came along and pushed him over, and then Fabregas got involved and he got pushed over. Well, no, he let himself get pushed over, didn't well, he? Well, yeah, he, he just kept, <laughs> and the he kept walking got sent off. Yeah. And you know, you see, and then all the other players came involved, and Costa's running down the side of the pitch with a coat on, and it's just like this is great. Exactly, I love all that sort of stuff. It's better for the game, but for entertainment purposes. <laughs> entertainment purposes, you just want to see a big bun fight all day long, don't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, are you an Alexis Sanchez fan? I'm not. Were you one of the 14,000 people that said you'd go to the protest in Chile about um, calling for him to leave Arsenal? I wasn't, but you know, I considered it. I when I saw it on my Facebook feed, I was like, oh, I can't. 
Well, but, you should you know, have I know there was a lot of people going. I know. Well, there were a lot of people going. However, other people, lots of them, found time to wash their hair. In fact, <laughs> 13,990 of them found they had to wash their hair instead of go to this protest. Ten people went. Maybe they just didn't know what it was for. They just saw the word protest and thought it was something like, you know, political. And then they read it properly and was like, oh, it's about a footballer. <laughs> yeah. Could have been about that instead. Um, what else we got? Copper Italy this week. Did you see any of these games? I didn't, actually. No, you had the Rome derby. Uh, these are all first legs. They're all two-legged affairs. Uh, Lazio 2, Roman nil. Uh, Milinkovic, Savic and Cesare Mobili scored. Oh, Cesare Mobili scored. Um... No Roma Ultras in the curve of Sud. This is no Roma uh, Ultras behind the uh, one of the goals. Have you seen this? This has been going on quite some time. No. They built a big segregation barrier down the middle of this curve where the Roma Ultras stand. Um, I think on police advice, or the police advise Roma to do it. Or the stadium owners to do it. And Roma fans aren't happy. They feel they've been broken up. They feel that they don't always get a good view uh, and they've vowed about a year ago never to return until this is taken out um, and they're true to their word it's a bit sad really isn't it you know people very care, care a lot about that club and then they don't even want to go to the games anymore no um, there was also racist chanting at Rudiger uh, by the Lazio fans for Roma's Rudiger uh, it only died down when the stadium announced and said if you don't stop we'll take the players off yeah, Italian football has sort of had this problem for a while and it doesn't seem to be getting any better, really. No. It still seems to be going around. I think, was it in France, Nice, I think, wasn't Balotelli oh, yes, he was. abused fairly recently? And it's just, like, get over it already, like, you know. What, Balotelli? <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Lazio These fans... horrible people. <laughs> Lazio fans have got a bit of history with this, haven't they? Uh, when Arkan, the indicted Yugoslavian war criminal, died, they had a nice big banner praising him. As you do. As you do, yeah. <laughs> Choose your heroes carefully. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, also in the Capo Italia this week, uh, Juventus 3, Napoli 1, Paolo Dybala with two, uh, two penalties, and Gonzalo Higuain... Uh, as well scored for Juventus I forgot to write down who scored for Napoli um, according to the Serie sit down chaps one of whom is a Napoli fan uh, all of them whom dislike Juventus the game was quite controversial I haven't seen the highlights I'm being a bit of a Juventus fan I don't think it is but then you know probably somewhere in between is where the truth lies yeah I mean I saw you tweet about this and I thought yeah sort of, everyone else was calling it controversial but it it wasn't did you see the highlights I haven't, but from what well, from what I've seen, it was just a couple of fouls. Yeah, like they were they were fouls in the box, which, which would normally negate the penalty. Exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> Gonzalo Higuain celebrated his goal as well. Ooh, he didn't celebrate when he scored against Napoli blah, 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 back in the autumn, I think it was. I suppose maybe you, you've done, you've shown your respect once. Why show it again? I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, have you seen the YouTube vid of the um, man in the Higuain shirt? No. He wears a Juventus shirt with Higuain on the back and goes for a walk through downtown Naples. <laughs> <laughs> very, very brave man looking at the yes. action he gets. Yeah. He gets people shouting at him as he's walking down the road. He walks into a restaurant and asks if he can book a table and they throw him out. Oh, um, really? Wow. And he gets at least one kick up the arse as well by a <laughs> annoyed member of the public. I'm not surprised. <laughs> and Zamperini's retiring from being Palermo president after 15 years and 40 4-0 coaches in charge. Jeez. Been a long time. Yeah. They recently made their 11th change in the last 18 months. That's madness. It is. You see, I was thinking about this because I think they went through eight or nine managers last season. Every time a new manager turns up, as well as having things like, you know, he's, he has his own training methods and training ideas, there's other things, isn't there? So you've got to give him a new email address and you've got to give him a new... <laughs> he's got to sort out his office into the way he likes it and things like that as well. So there's a lot of background work that gets done, isn't there? Yeah, I can imagine sort of, you know, just about getting your picture. You, you think, oh, I finally got my desk ready, I got my pictures on there. Yeah. And someone comes in and be like, you're sacked. Yeah, exactly. Ah, God's sake, get your box back out and put it all back in again. The IT department have got to get another email address ready. Yeah, I'd feel, because, you know, I'm working on it, I know the pain. Because it'd just be like, oh, you know, I've got to sign this up again. 
No, you got because then you got to give them a laptop and probably a phone. Yeah. Then you got to collect it and make sure it's got no damage. Yeah. Oh, Previous manager's got to have handed his all back in and. Yeah. Would you give? Would you get what it from the old manager and then give it to the new manager? So you wouldn't, because obviously that's dangerous because tactical knowledge and all that. Honestly. Yeah, intellectual property and all that sort of thing. Have you ever seen a film? Called, you ever seen a film called Clarks? No. It's about two guys that are sort of working in a... Well, one works in a convenience store, one works next door in a video shop. And they had a rather intellectual discussion about um, Return of the Jedi. One of them watched it and thought of something he hadn't thought before. So basically, when the Death Star gets destroyed, all your baddies, Darth Vader, the Emperor, Stormtroopers, all get killed, don't they? Yeah. But it's half finished, isn't it? The Death Star. It is. So you think of all the plumbers and electricians <laughs> and IT workers that work on there, sort of installing toilets and all that sort of thing, they get killed as well. Yeah, that's not good, is it? They were just doing their jobs. Exactly. They're just the whole this guy's point was these are sort of low paid manual workers, blue collar workers <laughs> doing their job and the nice big government contract comes their way to install two thousand toilets in the Death Star and they're thinking of feeding their families, so they go ahead and do it. And then all of a sudden, um, they get blown up through no fault of their own. So, was it their own fault because they knew what they were getting into with a dodgy uh, government that was at war, or are they just guys? Yeah, because they're probably family? they're probably thinking, well, the first one, you know, that had a bit of a couple of problems, but at least we got to finish the job. And then they come to do it again, and it gets blown up again. But this time they're still there. Exactly. Yeah. Honestly, watch Clarks and yeah. <laughs> have a think about that. <laughs> uh, in the Liga this week. Um, Barcelona 6, I don't know, I have no idea you spell this. I'm going to destroy it in my Leicester Cornish accent. Gijon, Gijon. Oh, yeah, Gijon. That's it. Yeah. I can tell you play FM. <laughs> uh, one, uh, Lionel Messi scored his 36th goal in 36 appearances. But, biggest news of the evening, have you seen this? Luis Enrique. He stepped down. He stepped down. I've got a Barcelona shirt at, with Luis Enrique. At the end of the season. Or... Yeah, end of the season. He was a hell of a player. Yeah, he's not just like, oh, six win, six one, I'm quitting. Oh, yeah, I'm off. Like that Lebanese guy we spoke about that time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I used to have, I've got a Luis Enrique shirt, uh, name in the back of my Barcelona shirt, because he was a fantastic player. It's, just, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, we know one person that won't be taking over, and that's Arsene Wenger, <laughs> who's, who's come out and <laughs> said he's not interested in the job. He's ruled himself out. Ruled himself out of a job he'd never be offered in his life. <laughs> um, it's odd, isn't it? Two years ago, they won, uh, they won the treble, didn't they? They won the La Liga, Copa del Rey and the Champions League, didn't they? They did. I, the thing is, I don't really know who's going to come in. I've seen a rumour that they apparently want Ronald Koeman, but I, I can see him there, but I don't think he's a big enough name. I feel like you need a, not a world-class manager, a world-class reputation manager. Who that is at this point, I don't know. No, I know. Um, see, Koeman, he obviously played there, but I don't think he did great at Valencia, did he? No, I don't think he did either, and I think that's the thing. I mean, I, I'm trying to think in my head, who can you get? Eddie but you Howe. don't really want to... Yeah, Eddie Howe. <laughs> he gets linked with everything at the minute. Jürgen Klopp. Uh, Allegri? Allegri could be, yeah, Allegri could work, because I assume Juventus you've, you've still winning the league at this point. Are they looking uh, yes. in there? So it's sort of thinking, if, it, if they win the league, is he going to want to move on to something else? You don't know. Yeah. Um... I was thinking maybe Simeone, but I don't think they'd take him. I don't think he'd go for the rivalry. Him. Yeah. Pep Guardiola laid quite a nice tribute this week. Um, Barcelona are now top because, did you see Real Madrid? Did they win, but they were 2-0 down? I can't remember who they were playing. They were playing Las Palmas, who were, and they were 3-1 down until the last four minutes when two Cristiano Ronaldo goals um, saved their day. Gareth Bale got a red card on St. David's Day of all days. <laughs> so, uh, Barcelona are top on 57 points. Real Madrid second on 56, but they have got a game in hand. Um, and then Seville, four points behind Real Madrid on 52 points. So... I know he's stepping down at the end of the season, but it's not like they're like fifth or something, is it, Barcelona? It's not like they've got the white white hankies out at the minute. No, absolutely not. And it's a bit of a weird decision. I mean, is it because of the Champions League? 
that's Maybe. not helped, I suppose, has it? But again, you never know with Barcelona, do you? Whether they're somehow going to just turn it on and smash PSV, PSG for six. Yeah. And I, I don't know, it's just it's a very weird, weird timing, yes. I think, to do it. The, the end of February, it's just a bit strange and you don't really expect it. Yeah, exactly. Um, elsewhere in Europe this week, it was the German Cup quarterfinals. Bayern Munich beat Schalke 3-1, Lewandowski's 30th goal of the season. And did you see Dortmund? I didn't. They uh, went to play their quarterfinal replay against third-tier time, third-tier side Sport Freundlets. Again, being an FM manager, you probably <laughs> know how to pronounce that. Um, the game was postponed because of bad weather and snow, and the team coach had to get pulled out of the mud by a tractor. <laughs> I'm sure the Dortmund players love that. Yeah. And then going back to Saturday, did you see the poor PSV goalkeeper? No, what did happen? What happened to him? Uh, the PSV goalkeeper, uh, Jerome Zoot, I think he's called, um, stopped the ball on the goal line. Fantastic save. And then he was sort of on his knees and he pulled the ball up towards himself to his chest but as he mm. did that he pulled the ball over the goal line and the referees <laughs> and, the, and the goal line technology watch went off on the referee's wrist and he had oh, to award no. a goal so who did goalkeeper blame I assume it wasn't himself no exactly it was everybody else's fault but himself he said if the technology wasn't there the referee would never have realised and never would have given the goal <laughs> yeah, but that's not how it works exactly <laughs> Uh, he said it was a massive fuck up yes definitely but not by him according to him no no by, by the technology because the technology was trying to be too truthful with him yeah exactly If you, um, Alex tweeted this if you get a chance to have a look it's really quite funny um, so games coming this weekend around Europe we've got in Spain you've got Atletico Madrid versus Valencia uh, Borussia Dortmund versus Bayer Leverkusen in Bundesliga, uh, Serie A is Roma versus Napoli. I think that is second versus third. That'll be an absolute humdinger. Did you see Roma the other day play Inter? I saw Nangolan do some pretty good stuff. Oh, that second goal where he just ran through the midfield and smashed it. Yeah, future Chelsea player, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, um, did you see Perisic get his yellow card? No. That was hilarious. He flipped the ball up and headed it back to the keeper and got a yellow card. <laughs> oh. He did a Verratti. Think, yeah, I was going to say, Verratti did something similar, didn't he? Where he sort of like headed it, but he went down on his knees to do it. So it's conning. The, it's not conning the referee. It's cheating the rules or something. They exactly. Don't like it, yeah. He was furious. And I can imagine so. It, it, it's clever, whether it's legal. Well, it's I it, don't see illegal. a problem with it. I know, but I, I don't see a problem with it. Yeah, well... He was obviously outraged, and I can't remember who the other player was that was outraged. The voice of reason in all this, or the, or not so much the voice of reason, the player that appeared to sort of nod a lot and understand what the referee was saying. Was, was it a Cardi? It was a Cardi. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that. <laughs> no, a man renowned for his zen-like calmness. Yes, yes. Oh, he's a player. He's an absolute dog of a human being, but he would be great in the Premier League. The football is great. Oh, I mean, he did nothing in that game apart from score the third goal. And he's that kind of player, isn't he? He would do nothing for you, but... I know they lost 3-1, but he would do nothing for you, but he would just score the winning goal in the 78th minute or something. He's like be Diego it. Costa, actually, at the moment, where he plays rubbish all game and still ends up on the score sheet. Yeah, oh, he would be good at... Nangalan and Icardi would be good in the Premier League. Yeah, 100%. In fact, he could be Arsenal's fox in the box they've been searching for since Ian Wright retired. I was going to say, they, they've need, they need a new striker. Yeah. Cardi could be available. Where do you think? Could he fit in at your place? Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't think... Unless Costa does go to China, I can't see a space for him in the squad. I don't think Conte is ready to push the button on 3-5-2. No. He'd be good somewhere, wouldn't he? I think, I think an Arsenal might be a better opportunity for him. Yeah, because he's been linked with Arsenal before, but I think they've turned him down because of his lifestyle. Well, that's just—I think Arsenal is just averse to good, but good signings, really. Yeah, I find it strange he is still at Inter Milan. He's one of those talents that's been around for a while, where you would have expected him to make the jump to to like a Real Madrid or something. Mm. But yeah, if he enjoys Inter, he enjoys it. But I'm sure it won't be long before he's in the Premier League. Well, he's captain, isn't he? So he's like. Kingpin up there. Yeah. 
so maybe it does. And uh, also in Europe this weekend, small matter of the Belgrade derby. Um, Red Star Belgrade versus Partizan Belgrade. Is that a normally like a tasty derby? Does it get a bit rough and tumble in that one? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. If you get a chance to watch this, I watched this last year on YouTube. If you, it, I mean, you Serbian might not be up to much, but you get a, a, an idea of what's <laughs> going on on the game. <laughs> I watched it last year, and of course they come out to all the sort of Eastern European pyrotechnics and flags and all that sort of thing you could imagine. Um, the game was absolutely dog awful. But, oh, really? Yeah, it was awful. And I think it was Partizan. They snatched it with a 1-0 victory in the very, very last minute. And because, of course, it was in the last minute. I think they had a goal disallowed in something like the 85th. And then they went and scored a winner in the 90th or 91st minute or something like that. And the whole stadium went absolutely bonkers. And you've got pyrotechnics going up and down everywhere. <laughs> you've got players getting pushed and kicked and all that sort of thing. Great fun if you get a chance Sounds to watch good. it. Yeah, and of course you've got sort of politics and all that sort of thing involved in it as well. So um, it's, if you get a chance to watch it or see the highlights or something, it's not exactly a quiet local affair. No. But it would be good. Um, right, Premier League. We've got, uh, apart from Liverpool Arsenal, it's a bit meh this week. In fact, that's exactly, that's what I wrote for Swansea versus Burnley. I wrote meh. Yeah, no, that's a Mac game, that is. Um, Burnley, they got their second point of the season away from home last week, didn't they? They yeah, did. So they're away again at Swansea. I think, what has Swansea done recently? They're out of the relegation zone now, aren't they? They've won... They've been... Three lot... last five? So say they've been much better recently. Yeah, they have, haven't they? I think, bit, I, mean, I, think, I think Sigurdsson will probably get a goal and they'll probably win it one now. I think I saw a little thing today. Uh, I think he's got the most assists in the Premier League this season from a set piece. That goal they scored oh, really? against you last week. Oh, that header. That oh, yeah. Wait, yeah, let's not get into that one. Yeah. <laughs> it would mean awful defending, but it was a pinpoint. Yeah, and Laurent Cross. A poacher by any name, so. Yeah. Plus, he starts with a double L, so maybe he's Welsh. <laughs> um, so, because Burnley's other point of the season. Remember that was for that was or the away point? Is that the Chelsea game? No, it was Old Trafford. Oh yeah, of course it was. When they had about a hundred shots on goal and Tom Heaton kept in was goal like Lance in... Armstrong. Yes. <laughs> um. So what else have we got? We got Manchester United versus Bournemouth, and I think the Russell Beardsmore derby. Um. I said a couple of weeks ago, I fear for Bournemouth. Well, I don't fear, but you know. I'm not bothered, but <laughs> in a footballing sense, I fear for them. They have lost one, two, three, four, five out of their last six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Three. Are they one in eight Premier League games? It all used to be so positive for Bournemouth, and I don't know what the moment was. I, I can't tell if it was the Arsenal game where they were three up and they ended up losing. Oh, I think yeah. it was. I don't know if that was no, the, drew, the turning point. Oh, was it? Three three in the end. Yeah, because everyone. Oh yes, it was. Yeah, and I don't know if it was that moment since they've been awful as of late. Every you, year, you do, you do really feel for them now because I think they're really dragging themselves into that situation. I, I think we all said a couple of months ago. I think they'll be good enough to avoid. I don't think they're going to be that bad that they get dragged in, but they have been that bad to get themselves dragged in. Yeah, they're four points clear of third bottom Crystal Palace every year. There seems to be a team that gets sort of sucked in. I've, Norwich were like that in the mid-90s in the season they got relegated. And I'm sure they were like it a couple of years ago. Blackpool, do you remember when Blackpool were in the Premier League? And they were like sort yeah. of top six, weren't they, at some point? And then they didn't win a game after Christmas. Or did they just, they sank like a stone after Christmas. Same for Hull. Do you remember when they came up and they got told off of the pitch by Phil Brown? Oh yeah, City. yeah, yeah. He sat them on the <laughs> sat them on the pitch. Yeah, they went on a terrible run after that, and they only survived by the skin of their teeth on the last game of the season, didn't they? Yeah, wonder why. <laughs> yeah, every year there is a team that will get dragged into the relegation scrap, and it looks like it could be their year. Yeah, I think, and uh, they really need to pick up. I think it's not going to take long. I mean, Crystal Palace are picking up points here and there, and you just think it's not going to take. It long before they're actually in the relegation zone. No, they're in 26 points now, 26 games. They've got 12 games left to get 14 points, let's say. So I was going to say, 40 is usually the, the sort of the yeah. magic number. So, it's not an easy 
figure to attain, is it? It's going to be quite a difficult push for them. Oh, yeah, it will be very, very tough. Yeah. Uh, Manchester United, on the other hand, their next win will be their... It said 600th win, but for some reason I wrote Premier League win. That might or might not be true. That's going some to win 600 games in the Premier League, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's... Maybe their 600th top flight win. Maybe, because that doesn't seem right in my head, but... Yeah. Oh, anyway, moving on quickly. They're unbeaten in 16 games before we get dragged into things we've yeah. got wrong. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, they're very good at the moment, and <clears> that's <throat> painful for me to say. Mm. Ibrahimovic is just annoying me every week. They would be awful without him, wouldn't they? I know, he's just been everywhere. I mean, I th- think Southampton were very unlucky mm. um, to lose, I think. That's just a Mourinho thing. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, gets, he gets his trophies and, and maybe next season they'll drop off again. He seems to value the League Cup, doesn't he? He does. It's just but the thing that he... Although he, <laughs> I saw some pictures of when he won it, for Chelsea or when he's won trophies with Chelsea and like Real Madrid and he's all smiling and then it's him getting his medal but with the sourest face you've ever seen <laughs> he's like he clearly doesn't care anymore no um, Wayne Rooney has scored in his last two games versus Bournemouth um, and United are on back-to-back wins from um, I don't know from something but I can't read my handwriting but anyway they're on, <laughs> they're on back-to-back wins Oh, they also in the league, but they also won at the weekend, obviously in the League Cup final. So yeah. it's not a massive leap of faith, is it? Say Manchester United. No, I think it, I think it's going to be Manchester United again. Yeah, Stoke versus Middlesbrough. Uh, Stoke are unbeaten at home in seven, and Middlesbrough's last win at Stoke was in nineteen ninety eight with two goals, um, one by uh, Jamie Moreno and the other one by. Oh, I don't know. Nineteen ninety eight. Come on. Nineteen ninety eight. Who what Middlesbrough scored that? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't. <laughs> Nigel Pearson. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. That well-known yeah, Middlesbrough le- player. Yeah, le- le- loves him in every day. <laughs> he was the captain of the team during the um, remember the season when they had Ravinelli and everybody. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember. He was the team captain. Imagine yeah. being Fabrizio Ravinelli and having Nigel Pearson as your captain. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Look at him now. Oof. Yeah, well, Ravinelli had a little goat managing over in France. I think he was at Ajaxio in Corsica with France. I don't think it ended too well. Oh, no. Um, so, Stoke and Beaton at home. They lost last time out 4-0 away at um, at Spurs. And Borough had that home loss to Crystal Palace, didn't they? Or away loss to Crystal Palace. Yeah, I, I can't see Borough winning. No. Nope. But I don't think Stoke are going to be that strong enough to actually win either. Stoke are a very bizarre team to like try and track. I always think that they're gonna, they should be a lot better than they are. I don't know why. And then they just get smashed sort of every few weeks. They, they end up on a massive sort of massive defeat somewhere. Yeah, but Borough have got the fifth best defence in the league. Oh, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a draw. I don't think either team's going to be good enough to beat each other. No. Okay, no. I've got a feeling you might be right as well. Um, Watford versus Southampton. Watford have never beaten Southampton in the Premier League. Uh, Troy Deeney's got four in his last five, and uh, Manolo Gabbiadini, he's scored in his first two Premier League games, hasn't he? And then he got two, should have been three. Uh, yeah, should have been three. <laughs> of the weekend, didn't he, in the League Cup final. He started very well indeed. He's a very good player. I'm really surprised that he was picked up so cheap. He's a very, very talented striker, and you just very surprising that he's actually, yeah, he's actually at Southampton on a permanent basis. I couldn't really see that a couple of years ago. Is he someone you've ever bought on FM? Uh, never bought him. Been tormented by him. Um, he's got bags of potential, and he usually ends up scoring against me. Yeah. yeah. That's that kids' game you play, isn't it? That kids game. Yeah, yeah, they, they were really happy with those comments, by <laughs> I, the way. I know, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I even got a DM from Ross, I think, saying it's not, <laughs> not a kids game. <laughs> no, of course it's not. That's, that's a great impression, is it? I don't know. <laughs> um, West Bromwich Albion versus Crystal Palace. Um, is this the Jamie Scowcroft derby? Oh, I don't know. Didn't... Wait, West you say West Brom or West Ham? West Brom. West Brom. Wouldn't 
Wasn't Pulis at Palace at one point? Oh, he was, wasn't he? Yes, there we go. I was say, it's the Tony Pulis derby. Tony Pulis derby. Oh, there's a lot of Tony Pulis derbies. <laughs> um, Gareth McCauley, who's in my fantasy team, has got six goals this season, which is the most for a defender in the Premier League. Yeah, he pops up with quite a few, don't he, around the place? Yeah, he was a solid £4 million player, and I thought I'll have him. Um, West Bromwich Albion are in 8th place on 40 points Crystal Palace are 3rd bottom on 22 54% of Palace's points have come away from home this season everyone was talking about Selhurst Park being a fortress weren't they for quite some time it's just not happened there this season they've had to rely on their away games but West Brom have never lost at home to Palace presumably in the league no. I forgot to write I can't, that uh, no, I can't imagine Pulis would let his team lose to Palace no he, no he, no he of course not no. yeah you've got all that Lawsuit shenanigans going on. Yeah, he's, he's he's going to be standing there with his tracksuit on, probably telling his players get a goal and that's it. Yeah. Set up shot. Oh, that's true. Palace have lost three out of their last five, um, and West Brom are unbeaten in their last five. So I'm going to go. Yes, I'm going to go for a by fair means or foul. They will get their result. West Brom <laughs> <Yes>. wins. <laughs> I think so as well. Um, Spurs versus Everton in the Nicky Barnby derby. Uh, Spurs haven't lost in eight Premier League games versus Everton. And if Spurs win, that's nine consecutive home games they've won, which is a record. But Everton are unbeaten in their last nine. It's going to be a really good game, I think, this one. Yeah, I Both teams so. are in sort of decent form. And you've got two strikers that are both in good form. So I think, it's, I think it might be a bit of a high-scoring game, actually. Yeah? Yeah, I think they'll throw caution to the wind and maybe... Ali will do something stupid because that's what everyone's talking about at the moment. Is he's, It's good that he's passionate. It's good that he's going around destroying people's legs. Yeah. <laughs> so, far, so I think it's uh, it's going to be a good game. Yeah, that's some passion as he sliced straight. Yeah, down. yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Spurs. Oh, Spurs are second. Bloody hell, I never realised that. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. When did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. They're second, a point clear of um, Manchester City, but they played a game more. In fact, they played a game more than both City and Arsenal, who are in fourth. Um, where are Everton? Everton are Everton are in seventh. They are four points behind uh, perennial sixth place as Manchester City. <laughs> uh, uh, Manchester United, sorry. Yeah. I. Yeah, I think it's going to be... Well, I don't really know where the game's going to go. Something going to give, or do you think it's going to be a draw? I think it could be a draw. Yeah? Yeah. Um, isn't one of Alderweireld or Vertonghen injured? Oh, I'm not sure, actually. I thought one of them was, and I'm trying to imagine Lukaku against Eric Dyer. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't sound very pretty. Well, Eric Dyer would probably just take him down anyway. Yeah, I quite like Eric Dyer. It's a shame he's not having a good season, but I, I quite like him. He, he's, a good, he's quite versatile as well. I think he when he played... For England, at the Euros, I think he was one of our better players. Yeah, he had a good Euros, didn't he? Mm. Um, Sunderland versus Manchester City in the Nicky Summerby derby. Now, I started writing down Manchester City do struggle, but I had a little look. Um, and uh, of the teams that Manchester City have played 25 or more Premier League games against, they've got the best win percentage against Sunderland, 68%. Um Aguero's got four goals and two assists in his last four games versus Sunderland. But I seem to remember games where City have struggled against Sunderland. Yeah, maybe whether they've got results, but they haven't been comfortable results, maybe. There was a game not so long ago where they were 3-1 up, uh, Sunderland were, and two Mario Bellatelli goals in injury time caught them a draw. It's just little things like that. They um, uh, In the reverse fixture, Paddy McNair scored an 87th minute own goal to give City a 2-1 win. So, little things like that. Yeah, I think Man City will win. I think they're they're doing quite well at the moment. Where I don't think they're going to let Sunderland sort of get in their way, but I don't I don't think it's going to be comfortable. As you said, I think they they might struggle for a large period of the game, have lots of possession, and then maybe score like an 85th minute goal. Yeah. To win it. Yeah. You think so? Um, Jermaine Defoe scored eight Premier League goals versus Manchester City, which is his second highest. He scored ten against a Premier League team before. Who are? Oh, he scored ten goals against Premier League team before. Yeah. I oh. Tick tock, tick tock. God, I don't know who is it. They're not Premier League team anymore. Oh, uh, Norwich. Wigan. 
Wigan. Oh, God, Wigan. Thanks for my memories. Well, Sunderland conceded six goals in their last two games, which is quite funny. It's seen as they had that 4 0 win versus Crystal Palace, didn't they? Yeah, and then it's gone back to usual Sunderland. Yeah, so they negated that goal difference when they lost 4 0 <laughs> the following week, and now the two worse because they lost 2 0 to Everton. <laughs> So their goal difference is now where are they? The bottom. The goal difference is down minus twenty four. Oh, so painful. Yeah. Well, anyway, they knowingly harboured a paedophile, so I'm quite happy that they well, sink yeah. without a trace. So <laughs> they did, didn't they? Yes. Before I get sued. Oh wait, allegedly. Allegedly. No, he showed them all the text, didn't he? Oh, did he? Do you remember? Oh yeah, of course he did. He's, he, and then they were like, "Oh, uh, don't tell anyone else." It was like that, allegedly, allegedly, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Say allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, there we go. We're all right. I think. I'm no lawyer, but I think if you just say allegedly a lot, it's okay. Yeah, if you just just be like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. I've seen it on Have I Got News for You. Oh, uh, so that's fine then, yeah. <laughs> uh, And then, last game of the weekend is the 19th century football derby, West Ham versus Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Carroll may be fit to terrorise... Oh, great. Excellent. Yeah. Ter- Terrorise uh, Gary Cahill. He always plays in defence with him. Or David Luiz, isn't uh, it? David Luiz with his dodgy knee and Aspilicueta. David Luiz versus um, Andy Carroll would be quite good fun. Yeah, he always is. I think David Luiz against any strike is quite good fun normally. Yeah, definitely. He just doesn't care. <laughs> no. And Victor Moses, who's just signed a new two-year extension, which is very surprising. Yeah, he signed it a couple of days ago, which... You know, before the season, you would have thought Moses is on his way out, but he's become a very key part of the team, and Conte's given him a new contract to show it, which is quite good. And then West Ham, apparently, Payet once said that the best player at West Ham, apart from him, was Moses, which <laughs> I think says a lot, really, about Payet and West Ham. <laughs> Superb trolling. Yes. He must have looked very happy in his contract signing pose. You know when they sort of stand over the top of the table and holding the pen. Oh, he was he was sitting at this one, so he was sitting looking at the camera while also signing. I was like, you, you can't see what you're signing. <laughs> He's probably got the most massive beaming face you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chelsea have won 19 out of 21 versus West Ham. I think we'll be all right. I yeah. can't. I, the way that we're playing this season, I I don't think we're going to struggle. Uh, I'm sure. There'll be a, an Andy Carroll-headed goal if he's fit. Yeah. But I think it'll be sort of 2-1, two, two, maybe 3-1. Oh, OK. Where are West Ham at the minute? West Ham are... Oh, they're ninth, steadfastly in the middle. Um, they've drawn their last two, won the one before that and lost the one before that, so they're a bit meat and potatoes at the minute. You yeah, just I think that's quite admirable for them, though, because of how the, badly they started this season. They did start terribly. I think it was a really terrible obviously, the oh. whole London Stadium thing and then yes. I think... Do you remember the whole London Stadium thing where they played you and they decided to throw bits of London Stadium at you? Yep, and also they they don't like the London Stadium, but they've got it. And it, it, so to be ninth, I think, is actually quite good for Billich to to actually have studied the ship because it looked at one point that he was going to be one of the men to go this season, but I think he's managed to study it quite well. Yeah, I think grateful swines. Fancy getting a free stadium and not. No, I know, I'm not appreciating like it. it. Yeah, Ooh, the, the, the pies are a little bit expensive. We're a bit far away from the pitch. In <laughs> Don't even pay for the corner flags. <laughs> and then they tore it up and threw it at you lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. Uh, Cesc Fabregas needs one more assist to move ahead of the 102 assists by the current record holder, who is... Is it Frank Lampard? It's Frank Lampard. Yes. He's, 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 he was a special guest at the weekend, and he's apparently going to be a special guest at the next... Well, he's going to be the special guest at Chelsea West Ham. Is he? Yeah, I don't know I, I don't know whether we're just going to bring him in every game and just be like, oh, look, Frank Lampard, everyone. Forget about that Man City goal. Well, uh, the West Ham fans obviously don't like him. No, he's just going to get chanted at, like, calling him Fat Frank. And all that. I yeah. Don't, it's a dumb decision. And the Chelsea fans made those um, before... Bits of paper. <laughs> banner. Do you remember that fat man that made that banner? <laughs> that bloody he wrote it out in Bayer or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you must still have a little bit of love and affection for him, mustn't you? you oh, Chelsea I do. Fans? Yeah, he's still he's still a Chelsea legend, regardless of where he went after. I think he's he's still judged for. I mean, he's our record goal scorer, and he's from midfield. I mean, that that's says everything about him, really. You had lots of penalties. Yes, <laughs> but I think 
and that's the thing. It was the perfect tribute for Fabregas, actually, because when Lampard was a special guest, Fabregas played the perfect Frank Lampard game. He did, didn't he? You know, coming in from sort of, you know, late and scoring goals. And I think Frank, uh, Fabregas is actually going to get a run in the team again now, which oh, would good. be good. He always reminds me of the lad from the Windy years, but we did have this before and you don't remember <laughs> it, do you? No. <laughs> um, did you see the staring contest this week with Frank Lampard? No. He had a staring contest. He was on some TV banter, TV program. Um, okay. And he had a staring contest with John Terry. The only rule was, I think, you're not allowed to smile, smirk, laugh, or look away. So, John Terry versus Frank Lampard. Who do you think won the staring contest? Frank Lampard? He did. John Terry couldn't hold himself in long. I was going to say, from what I've seen of John Terry, he's either smiling or be looking really pissed off. I don't think I've ever seen John Terry smiled. I say no, he did. I really? Yeah, I think I remember a news conference when he said he respected being uh, criticised by people like Gary Neville, but not Robbie Savage. <laughs> <laughs> and he burst out laughing. I did see that. Yeah, John Terry. I think he lasted about a minute before he sort of couldn't hold it in anymore and a great big beaming smirk. <laughs> uh, right. Well, look. Have you got anything else to mention before we go into our plugging section and then wrap this up? Uh, nothing to mention before the plugging, no. No, we've got a fair few things to plug, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Right, so, you did your podcast on kids football the other day, didn't you? <laughs> kids football, uh, on Football Manager, yes. Uh, me, Alex and Ross uh, recorded on Sunday, I think it was released on Monday. I found it a really good episode. Do you know what I did as well? I'm not into Football Manager, purely because Ross got it right, and the fact I've got children and don't have time to play. <laughs> if I live a life of single luxury like uh, most normal people should do, then I'll be playing it more often than than not. I think I've, I've got the 2000-2001 version. That's where I sort of right. left it. Yeah. yeah. Which is great, because you can buy Zlatan for £2 million from yeah. Malmo. <laughs> and your forward line is sorted for the next 15 years. Um, I quite like the idea of that Pentagon Challenge that you've mentioned. Yeah, I think I think Ross. I think Ross said Ross he was trying it. one. He's at the, I think he's trying one at the moment. I think he's got several going on. He's a, he's clearly very busy on football manager. I don't have the time for that. Yeah, he's got, he's got like five saves going on at the moment. But yeah, I can't believe that. Yeah. So yeah, you talked about this this Pentagon. So Pentagon Challenge is basically where you become uh, continental champions across all the different FIFA regions. Yes, so you, you, you win it in one sort of continent and then you have to move on to the next one and then hopefully finish your career with all five. Yeah. So that was with you, Ross and Alex, was it? Yeah, that was the podcast, so that's out on Man of the Post at the moment. Uh, so that's a really good listen. And Ross talked about his Leeds save, which is on the Football Pink at the moment. That's a good read. Yeah. And I talked a little bit about my football manager save, which I've posted on manofthepost.com, which is the first I went on the website, and it's the first <laughs> article on there since the 26th of May last year. Is that the one I wrote about which, which Liverpool players? Great. Yeah. <laughs> it was Klotz and McClear out, yeah? Yes. <laughs> I did so, think we've not written anything for ages, I'd better do something. So when Ross always says, you know, we're living for content on the website, we definitely are. <laughs> we truly are, yeah. Honestly, you could send us something written by your children and we'd post it because of the competition there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, the thing is, as well, I, I didn't even realise because I was like, oh, Ross, there's a couple of things I needed to edit on it. Because if, if you look on the Man on the Post website since it was posted a couple of days ago, you would have noticed that there were several... Uh, spoilers in it because the screenshots I took I didn't crop them correctly <laughs> and it told you what data was on and what the score of the first game was ah, so I've what, changed it since so what team are you managing at the minute then on this um, article you've written so I'm managing Manchester City it's what 20... isn't that cheating no no, no, no because it's the year 2021 I did think this when I listened to your podcast is not managing Inter Milan and Manchester City cheating a bit uh, Inter Milan probably not because Inter Milan hadn't had success in the Italian league for a long time. Juventus had dominated massively. Um, but it's, so it's five years in the future. Pep Guardiola has been sacked. And, <laughs> well, yeah, they've decided to uh, to pick me as the next manager. They got rid of Pep Guardiola and ushered in the Goodman era. Yes, I mean, who wouldn't, honestly? <laughs> I mean, you're not going to see Pep Guardiola sitting on this podcast. <laughs> Facing me. This time next so, season, we could I could have Pep on this podcast, and you could be managing Barcelona. Great. Yeah. 
Yeah, that'd be fantastic. That's <laughs> what I reckon. Are you sure well, you're scratching your heads? Well, I, I, I was talking about this today, and I said, there's, I, I can see the Barcelona job being really easy, because you get into the, the you know the room with the players, and they're like, what what tactics do you want to play, boss? And you literally just say, you just draw like Messi on the board, and just <laughs> pass to this guy. That's the tactics done. Yeah, and away you go. Yeah, easy. Okay. Yeah, so, so um, Manchester City saves. Manchester City, Manchester City save in 2021. So lots changed. So it's about seeing a how the footballing world has changed at that point. Where players are. Um, the squad I start off with has people like Lewandowski, Sal Niguez, Klein, uh, Coutinho, Firmino. Loads of players that they just wanted to steal from all their rivals. Why are you raided Liverpool of all the teams you? Can I raise? didn't raid. I didn't raid Liverpool. Guardiola raided Liverpool. Oh, I see why he got sacked now. Yeah, and to be honest, he brought all the attackers and no defenders because right. you still have John Stones, which apparently is a world class defender at this point in, in time, which I still don't buy. No. But <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's going to be tracking. So in that time, in the five years, he hadn't won anything. I think he won a League Cup and a Charity Shield, so nothing really. Um, he got to one Champions League final, and that was it. So it's about trying to bring Man City back to their former glory as of sort of a couple of years ago in the future. It's a good save. I'm starting one soon for put Neil's in goal as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex said that he, I should do something for his site as well, so I'll be doing that as well. It's going to be busy. Have you changed your team? Yes, I've chosen Real Oviedo in the Spanish second division, Ooh, which isn't cheating, that's for sure. Because mm-hmm. the theme is, because I actually own a couple of shares in Real yeah. When they did that shout thing a couple of years ago, so I thought it'd be really interesting to, you know, delve back in and try and sort of manage the team and you know their success is my success. Oh, good, excellent. So, All right, yeah, that's a nice one. Yeah, um, I've got an article on the World Football Index about Melbourne victories best out Barisha, who's their um, Albanian football, born in Kosovo, raised in Germany, plays for Albania, plays in Australia. Because, you know, that, it can't get confusing enough. No. Oh, he's also applying for Australian citizenship and has declared his interest in playing for Kosovo. <laughs> <laughs> There's a man desperate for air miles. Yep. <laughs> and he's got a very, very short fuse as well. He's got the shortest fuse in the world of short fuses. There was a guy he uh, offered, a, he tried to offer him out in the tunnel after the game. He said, let's have a fight in the tunnel. And he literally grabbed him by the arm and started dragging him towards the tunnel to start it. <laughs> He had it to do with Dean Buzanis, who used to play for Liverpool. He used to be goalkeeper for Liverpool. This was in Melbourne Victory's 2-1 win against Melbourne City a couple of weeks ago. A game in which saw Tim Cahill get sent off without coming on the pitch because he was on a new... Oh, is that one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dean Buzanis called Borussia a fucking gypsy, which he later <laughs> apologised, as he should. And it was a... It was a 2-1, and it was, the, it was the winning goal that was caused all the controversy. So cross comes in, it was Berisha sliding in with a defender for the goal. Melbourne City claimed it was offside, uh, and they said it can't be offside because it was an own goal, which is what the um, referee correctly decided, and it all kicked off from there. Um, and Berisha <laughs> decided to celebrate this by bashing his fist into his hand and stood about three feet away from Buzanis. <laughs> He's interesting. Yeah, he's interesting if nothing else. If against a chance yeah. of looking up from YouTube, <laughs> World Football Index or Man of the Post is part of the World Football Index at uh, at World Football I. You can find uh, articles on the World Football Index website, or you can find podcasts of theirs from leagues in South America. That'll be warming up soon with the Copa Libertadores. They just started a North American podcast. Podcasts in Europe will range from uh, Russia to Germany, Italy, uh, Premier League, and Spain. They do tactics podcasts, and our very own Ubifura Ross Bell has been on the Pieces of Me podcast, which is whereby you choose your favourite eleven players. Uh, the only rule being the players have to be retired, which is pretty. cool. Oh, that's an interesting. I, I just thought it was players in general. No, they have to be retired. Oh, that makes things a lot more difficult. Man. Yeah, I had a little think about this when he told me he was going on. So yeah, so I've got uh, Zinedine Zidane playing with Kevin Gallon. Because <laughs> nice. they're not the best players ever because everybody would just choose Ronaldo. So, you know, they are the players that mean the most to you. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'd have to think about that then because, you know, I'd, I'd definitely have Torres in, but if he's uh, retired, if he's not retired, then I can't have him. No, and you can't have um, Northampton's own Paul Anderson either because <laughs> he's not retired either. 
God damn it. <laughs> yeah, so you can check those out. Um, at Man on the Post is the Twitter account. Manonthepost.com is where Ryan's um, article is. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review us and leave a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, all five-star reviews are very gratefully received. Um, if you want to pitch an article to us, like Ryan's, uh, at Chris at manofthepost.com is the web is the email address, or Ross at manofthepost.com. I'm trying to think of other things I could have mentioned. Then, oh, you can download us. You can follow us on Acast, and you can subscribe to us on iTunes, and everything will fall automatically into your inbox. Ryan, if they want to follow you and ask you questions about children's games, <laughs> my Twitter handle is at the Ryan Goodman. At the Ryan Goodman, now being yeah. followed by Man on the Post. Yeah, which is, you know, still sort of grating me to this, <laughs> to this time now. Well, at least we followed you. Oh, well, yeah, true. I mean, it's only been two <laughs> years, but <laughs> we got there in the end. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow me, that's at CRMBen. If you want to follow me, um, I'm not sure if there's a podcast coming or not this week. If not, we'll be back next week. Uh, thank you so much, Ryan. Thank you. And always remember to keep your Man on the Post.